Hello and thank you for checking out the Hopewell Valley Student Podcasting Network, a proud partner of the Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network, where students come together to publish student-driven content to share with the world. This network empowers students to become content creators for all different types of digital mediums. For more student-ran podcasts, blogs, artwork, and content, please check out the Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network at www.hvspn.com. The opinions represented within the digital content are those of the content creators. Now please enjoy the following podcast episode. Welcome to my AP Biology Thoughts podcast. My name is Morgan and I'm your host for episode number 28 in the ecology unit called Density Independent versus Density Dependent Limiting Factors. Today we will be discussing exactly that, limiting factors in an ecosystem that are considered density independent and density dependent. To start, we need to learn about population density. This is the number of organisms within a given area or ecosystem, basically how crowded it is. Low-density ecosystems are the first of the two. They have organisms that are very spread out. This would be similar to a country or rural area for humans. On the other hand, high-density ecosystems are more similar to New York City. There are lots of people in a little bit of space, and it's a very high density with very crowded. Organisms can't grow exponentially, or else the Earth would be covered in all sorts of animals. There needs to be something that limits the population. This is called a limiting factor. It is something in an ecosystem that helps contain a population size by slowing or stopping growth. These can be biotic, living, or abiotic, non-living. Density-dependent factors mean that the higher the density of a population, the higher the impact of the limiting factor will be. When there are more organisms, more will be affected. Since a density-dependent limiting factor has a direct impact on the population based on the number of organisms. On the other hand, density-independent factors affect a population the same regardless of the density, crowdedness, or number of organisms. The limiting factor will decrease the population the same amount. So, a large population and a small population would be equally impacted by a density-independent limiting factor, keeping in mind the proportions of the two ecosystems. So, what are these limiting factors? Density-dependent factors, the ones that do change depending on population, are things such as food, shelter, water, parasites, and predators. The presence of these factors, or lack thereof, can decrease a population immensely. Let's look at how. In a population, organisms competing for food, shelter, and water are always happening. However, there is a finite amount of these things in any ecosystem. With a larger population, more animals are competing for these factors, and more animals will not have access to them, causing a decline in the population. However, in a smaller population, there will be less competition for these resources since there are less organisms who rely on them. So, the small population will not suffer as much from this lack of resources. Therefore, water, food, and shelter are density-dependent. The same goes for parasites and predators. With more organisms in a population, there will be more prey for these predators to feed on and more animals the parasites can attach to. In a small population with fewer individuals, they will not be as impacted by this type of limiting factor. On the other hand, density-independent limiting factors include things such as fire, flood, hurricanes, and pollution. 
A good way to think of these would be an umbrella term such as natural disasters. These factors also limit populations, but do so regardless of the size of the population. In a large or small ecosystem which has just experienced a hurricane, many of the organisms are going to die off and the population size will decrease. If the hurricane kills 50% of the population, it is going to have the same impact in both ecosystems. Obviously, with a larger population, there will be a larger number of organisms who are killed, but both populations will be reduced to half of their original size. Therefore, these types of limiting factors are known as density-independent. Limiting factors tie into many aspects of biology and especially our unit, ecology. Let's start with looking at population growth rates. If we remember, a population that grows exponentially increases continuously, getting larger and larger without decreasing. This will be a population without any limiting factors, density independent or density dependent. On the other hand, a logistical growth population reaches its carrying capacity and does not continue growing. Logistical growth populations do experience limiting factors. Both density-dependent and density-independent limiting factors lower the carrying capacity of a population and stop the growth of that population. Another way limiting factors fit into the big picture of ecology is that they cause resource partitioning, where organisms occupy various parts of the ecosystem to avoid competition. Density-dependent factors such as food, water, and shelter often cause the competition among organisms in an ecosystem since they are not overly abundant. Because of this, Organisms have altered their use of a niche to avoid competition for resources and these density-dependent factors. Lastly, density-independent and density-dependent limiting factors are influenced by humans in many ways. Humans can have a direct impact on limiting factors such as shelter and food, which are density-dependent, by building houses or causing deforestation. They also might have an indirect effect on limiting factors such as water quality and pollution by other actions. Density-independent limiting factors can also lead to density-dependent limiting factors. For example, a fire started by humans has a direct effect on the ecosystem by killing off some of the population, but the aftermath of destroyed shelters also has an effect and would be a density-dependent limiting factor. Thank you for listening to this episode of My AP Biology Thoughts. For more student-ran podcasts, make sure that you visit www.hvspn.com. Thank you.